Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. edition of the Bam Slam podcast brought to you by the great people at McGregor's Bar and Grill right down there in Mission Valley, steps away from Snapdragon Stadium. Allison, Ben, what's happening? What's up, party people? I wish I was there right now at McGregor's. That sounds delicious. Same. God, I <laughs> went on... Literally five... Oh, right before we talked last time on Saturday, I went and got uh, Baja fish tacos, a couple of bullet ginger eels. Meg just said before we came on, she goes, ooh, McGregor's fish and chips sounds so good. You know, they always are. Are good. Thanks to everybody again at McGregor's being our uh, being our title sponsor. So (laughs) uh, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're in so much trouble, bro. I know. Oh, yeah. But it was funny. Sniper. Uh, I don't know about you, but I literally feel like I have a March Madness Final Four hangover. Me too. It's I miss it. I really miss it already. I mean, I, I, like, it's tough to put in perspective what happened over the last few weeks. Like, the fact that they even got there when the whole story was, well, Dutch has never gotten a win in March Madness. Well, it turns out the dam broke, and then he got a whole bunch of wins. Like, they went undefeated in March. Yeah. Yeah. And they got a win in April. I mean, I, five, what is he now? He's five and... What? Five, five and, and three, three, I would three. think. Yeah, I think he's five and three. It's amazing. I mean, what they did, you know, that first game, you know, was a little nerve-wracking. Them killing Furman, and then getting past Alabama. I mean, that that was, I don't know. I was going to say getting past Alabama was probably the highlight, but then that shot LeBron Butler made to go to the championship was I mean, even better. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but you know, every year, once the masters gets going, you see the same shot over and over again. And it's tiger woods on the 15th. And I want to say it was Oh five, where he's all the way back up against the rough. And he kind of makes the chip and the Nike ball rolls over, over, over. Yes. Drops. That's yeah. going to be Lamont Butler when March Madness comes around. You're going to see it every single year. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he has immediately cemented himself into Aztec lore forever because obviously because of the shot, because this was the first Aztec team to get to the championship game, the first Aztec team to play in the final four. So much history went along with what he was able to do with that that basketball and i remember the next day i went down i went back and i watched it with uh tof who, who's home for easter vacation and we counted from the nathan mensa rebound to the outbound pass to lamont nine dribbles nine dribbles down the court and ben i don't know if you were on social media and you saw it or allison you did i'm not sure but how close his right foot was to going out of bounds when he yeah. got Order into the baseline. 
Yes, ESPN wanted to show that 8,000. I know I know March Madness is CBS, but ESPN wanted to show that more than anything else, the foot on the line. I, can't, I was like, why are they showing this over Well, because ESPN sucks. Oh God, they're just the worst. And it wasn't even, it didn't even make the top 10 of ESPN. I was like, what are you doing? But, Which is outrageous, by the way. Yeah. And you know, Lamont Butler, not just Aztec lore, but March Madness history. I mean, that was the first yeah. team ever to win on a buzzer beater while trailing. I think it's happened when they were tied, but never when trailing. I mean, that, that that'll live until the next person does it and who knows when that'll be if it has never happened yet yeah you see the the christian leitner shot every year you see kemba walker his shots the kid from villanova i always forget his name i want to say franklin but over north carolina like that's what you see every single year and you kind of need to add another one now and it's lamont butler which is in aztec's jersey which is incredible Mm -hmm. no it 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 really does and i'm not saying that the aztecs are the the Fairleigh Dickinsons of the world, uh, they're a legit basketball program that, and they've been that way for a while. But again, you know, the tournament, the fact that you had a four and a five and not a one and two or a one and a one, or it was just, it was one of those where it kind of gave you faith in the NCAA tournament that, yeah, oh, yeah. anybody, it, it's the movie Hoosier, Hoosiers, anybody can go is, as long as you start playing really good basketball once you, you get to that opening tip-off basketball game. And, and it's, it's showing why the transfer portal is so good for college basketball and so bad for college yeah. football at the same time. Yeah. But it's something that we've all been saying for a long time. The number two point guard at the biggest school is going to look somewhere else for playing time. And who benefits from that? Well, everyone other than the number one school. So right. just parity is going to be incredible for college basketball for a long, long time. And it also shows that a school like San Diego State, and Ali, you were talking about this off-air, just by getting to this point, Lamont Butler is about to be incredibly rich. And it's because of the NIL stuff. And San Diego State now is moving up in this upper echelon where recruits aren't going to be able to use NIL against them because they're already on this stage. He got slammed with deals mm-hmm. already. Just evidently his phone, was he was already filming something like Sunday night before the head of the national game. And, you know, and it's... Uh, like the NIL deals, it's just, I mean, there's, there's, or when he, or I'm sorry, the transfer portal, not just the transfer portal. I think, I think because there are so many one and dones now in the big program, that a program that's more of a mid, mid major program, like where the guys stay together longer or, or they're playing college longer, even if they came out of the portal, there's, there's playing as they're older. So like the Aztecs team, Team was older than some of these other teams, um, especially you know, the team have the one and then the next year they have the one and ones all over again. So it's, a lot of those teams are really young. So the experience of the Aztecs um, played a played a big part. I am so proud as an alum, and I, I again, you know, I was, I was, I, I have to be honest with you. I did not have a good feeling going into the game because it was UConn. Miami, I, I was, I would feel a little bit better about. Um, UConn is so freaking good, and they are so talented. And I think you just, whether what was it you guys told me before we went on eleven minutes before yeah. that one stretch where they didn't have a shot from the field. First half, they didn't make a shot for eleven minutes. Well, you do that against the Yukons of the world, and they're they're going to make you pay. And every single time, 
the Aztecs got on some kind of run. And, and especially, Ali, you were talking about they trimmed it to six, and you're thinking, oh, my God, here we go, or five. And then UConn comes right back. Boom, catch and yeah. shoot three. Boom, catch and shoot three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, hey, whatever it was, it, 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 will we see this again? How soon? I don't know. But I think I, it would have been Miami. I do. Um, I just think UConn was just on a massive roll, and they're a really, really, really good team. So they are. You know, they hung in there pretty well, I thought, compared to what some of the other teams did against UConn, like Gonzaga, and you know, I, I think they, I think they did pretty well. That team has no reason to ever hang their head for a second, and I mean, I know that loss is going to sting forever, probably. But they did. They fought back. And, Ali, I think you're right. They did play better against UConn than pretty much any other team did. UConn was literally four NBA guys on that team. Minimum. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more. I mean, and that's the Noga dude is going to make an NBA team incredibly happy next year. So is Jordan Hawkins, who's the kid that made the three-pointer after the Aztecs trimmed it to five. And uh, we talked to Dave Velasquez this morning, and he was like – we played perfect defense on Hawkins the entire game, and he still got up however many points he had. It's like there's certain guys you're just not going to stop. And unfortunately, oh. Aztecs' magic ran out. But that I was mean, what an amazing year. Even who's the the little gerbil? Calcaterra, is that his name? Is yeah, from, say, the, or from USD. Yeah, from USD. I mean, talk about just get it, turn, shoot. In this, in I think you're second. allowed to be happy for him now. Oh, totally. No, he was, I, he was probably like, finally, I can beat San Diego State. Yeah. <laughs> How many of those bullshit games do you think he played in the the battle for the city or whatever? Oh, oh, my. that San Diego State wins by forty every time they play it, and just uh, and crushed them. No, I've got. I realize that you know UConn has been San Diego State's Achilles in the tournament, but when you when you get beat by a better team that was absolutely the better team, you're like tip your cap. We were able to do something, or San Diego State was able to do something. And they they've no, never I, done. What is it? Their they, fifth. Sorry, go ahead. No, I thought no. Ali talks. Costa was digging himself into a hole. Well, I was. I I thought he. I no, thought he stopped. no. Sorry. Um. No, I, I was. I was just saying that. And he's doing it again. <laughs> okay, Costa, quiet. Ali, talk. I'm just gonna say they cannot hang their head. It to the championship. Now your dog's talking. No, no one thought they would make it to the national championship. No, it was not even on anybody's radar. No one thought they would make it past Alabama. Let me let's be real. And and they knocked off the number one overall seed, and then continued to win again. You know what I mean? So I I, I just two more times, and they beat Creighton, and then they beat um, FAU. So I think that you can't. They, there's no reason whatsoever to hang head. No. And then, so Saturday night, there's going to be a big celebration down at Snapdragon. Um, I'll be there. We're doing some sort of pregame show for that also. Uh, me and Jimmy Russell, actually. Yeah, um, I don't know, because as soon as I heard Parade, I kind of went, oh, boy, this is so San Diego. Yeah, that would have been a mistake. Yeah. So uh, whoever said, hey, this, you know, do it at Snapdragon or... I don't know if Viejas is is busy that night or whatever, but just a nice little hey, thank you. You know, one, one final bow for them is uh, 
is cool. But whoever came up with the parade idea is a fucking moron. That, that was like, nah, nah. But if you think about for Snapdragon, so you're it, first of all, it's free to the public. Uh, you can get tickets at goaztecs.com. And right. if there's half the people that went all the way to Houston for this team to watch them play who come out to celebrate them here, like it's going to be at least it's loud. It's not going to be full, but I think it'll be a really, really cool night. You'll get to, there's going to be a bunch of former Aztecs there, all the players, obviously, all the coaches. I think it'll be badass. It'll be a great way to celebrate this team who's done something that literally no one in history in San Diego has ever even gotten close to. For sure. Yeah, it was it was very, very special. And to see Steve Fisher and Juwan Howard mm. going into the locker room to yeah. obviously congratulate Dutch, but also, you know, to congratulate the players and and yeah, nothing to hang your head. And it was a very, very special run that we will uh I don't, I don't know if we're going to see it again soon, but man, I'm so happy that we at least got to be part of it as, as fans. Uh, we're very, very happy to be part of McGregor's Bar and Grill down in Mission Valley. McGregor's our title sponsor. Uh, coming aboard, Ian and his whole family and everyone who works there are awesome. They are great. The food is great. The drinks are great. Uh, we are down there for the big win over Alabama. One of the coolest things I've ever been part of. Uh, Allie and I, Ben came. All of our great family from the Bam Slam fam was there, and it was absolutely hysterical. And we uh, go to McGregor's. It is a great time. As I said, the food, the drinks, the sports are on, plenty of room, plenty of games to play. And we cannot be more proud and happy that McGregor's is the uh, title sponsor of the uh, Bam Slam podcast. They're good people like, over there. Uh, they're the best. Uh, a tradition unlike any other, the Masters is here. Did you wake up with wood this morning, Ben? Oh, I woke up with my full Tiger Wood out. <laughs> uh, so he teed off at, what, 7-18 this morning and kind of struggled his way through the front nine. Had a couple birdies on the back, but whatever. It's just cool seeing Tiger out there. Poor guy's limping like a fool. But I'll tell you, who looked a lot better today was our guy Xander Schaffle, who yeah. was tearing up the front. He had a couple bogeys on the back, but finishes four under. He's right there in the hunt. Oh, I think the the most interesting thing about the Masters is all the live players are there and the media is trying to stir up some shit between them and the PGA guys. And then pretty much every time anyone gets to the podium, they're like, yeah, that's a total media thing. Like we we still are neighbors with all these guys. We all live in Jupiter, Florida together. We all hang out all the time. But I think the one and we can laugh about this, the one that is still on the outs and has been since long before live was ever even thought of is Phil Mickelson. A douche. San Diego's pride and joy, right? He sat, at the, champ- sat at the champions dinner in the corner by himself. They said he literally did not talk to anyone. And the media didn't report that. That was like, I think, wasn't it Freddie Couples that said it? He said yeah. he didn't speak to anybody. What the, what, what? I mean, why? Why what? Well, why sit in the corner and not speak to anybody? Because I don't think anybody was- likes him. Well, no, I, could, I I knew that, but as you think, it was just no one came up to him and said, "Hey, you know, how's the food? What do you, what's up?" <laughs> the food menu was also like a twelve-year-old's dream. It was like Scotty Scheffler went to Applebee's and said, "Copy paste," and threw it up at the Masters. <laughs> I didn't really understand the tortilla soup. It really didn't go with the rest of the menu. Yeah, but. Um... 
<laughs> but a skillet, yeah, a skillet chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> yeah. like if you, Costa, if you were going to be hosting the champions dinner, would you not go all out? Because literally, you could ask for anything in the world; they'll make it happen. What would you all choose? Out. What would be your um, menu? My menu, I would. Gosh darn! There's part of me that says, okay, let's go just with all the greatest finger foods on earth. Chicken tenders, mini corn dogs, tater tots, like that. tater tots. Um, you know who it's it, uh, Tiger is the one who actually mixes it up pretty well because he'll have like a, a sushi buffet, and then I mean, he'll do a bunch of different stuff. I think I would go southern. Um, I, you know, I think I'd have like, like. Uh, black eyed peas. I'd have greens. I'd have like fried chicken and chicken fried steak and maybe barbecue and peach cobbler or something like that. What Tiger would you do, Woods Allison? one year. Eric, you I... want Tiger in 2020? Yeah. What is... Sushi, sashimi, fajitas, and churros dipped in chocolate. Fajitas? <laughs> <laughs> what are these people doing? I would do a wet salad, and then I would do grilled halibut and grilled ribeyes, and asparagus with a little hollandaise on the side, Ooh. and some kind of carb that I don't eat, so whatever, sweet potato fries or something, and then some kind of peach, like crisp or something like that, because, you know, Georgia peach, uh, yeah. That's what right, I'm right. You guys both just missed an excellent opportunity. I'll tell you exactly what I would do for my champions dinner. I would call Ian and everybody at McGregor's <laughs> to bring fish and chips, Baja fish tacos, the Bavarian pretzel with the beer cheese. Oh my! As well as the 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 Frank's hot buffalo wings, and that would be my champions dinner. You just knocked it out of the park, Ben. That's a You're welcome. Idea. That's a great idea. Allison, we did. We did miss a, 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 golden, a golden opportunity. The problem with your asparagus is that everybody's pissed the next day in the course is going to be yeah. smelling. You know? Fine. <laughs> so. I'm very about when I eat asparagus. Like, I, I do consider that. Um, do you know what thing I think is interesting about the Masters that I learned this week is, did you know, it doesn't cost to park there. You know, it's like, I'm going to a... a concert coming up here um and but i was looking at the parking it's 80 dollars to park who you see him uh john mayer that makes sense he's doing a solo acoustic tour um but i want to go so it's free to park at the masters and also the the um food on the course have you guys seen it like excellent is a dollar fifty and a a virgin Ice cream sandwich, which sounds delicious, by the way, um, is like a dollar. I don't. Everything's so cheap. They've kept like the 1950 prices go along with you, there. Uh, you can get their big thing is like you said, egg salad or like a pimento cheese sandwich and ham sandwich is a buck fifty. I think yeah. a beer. I think a beer is still like three dollars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, That's um, super. They don't. They don't have to. Uh, gouge the patrons um because of how much how much money they get from cbs westwood one espn for the uh the broadcast rights and then uh, a alone the merchandise tent alone million dollars a day 
because yeah. everybody, you know, no one just goes in and said, oh, I just, I want a visor. No, I want a visor. Yeah. I want a sweater. I want a shirt. I want yeah. this. I want that. I want a, that type of thing. So they well, don't, yeah, they the don't. Tickets are really expensive too, like super expensive. And almost so. impossible to get. Yes. Yeah, they also, um, we had Gary McCord on this morning, actually, who got kicked out of the master's booth a while ago. Yeah, because bikini wax. And, and you know who? It's Tom Watson. He's the dick who got him kicked off. But the one podcast. of the best golf broadcasters ever. And we asked him about the food and what he would get and stuff. And he said that uh, ever since he became a part of the master's broadcast, which was some 40 years ago, he was doing yeah. it forever before he got kicked out. Uh, that was like the number one thing that got brought up every year was when are we going to jack up the concessions and credit to Augusta's governing board. They've always said, nope, never going to happen. We're keeping it like this for everyone because of how much money people spend to get here, how much money they spend on everything else. Food's going to be yeah. damn near free. And by the way, didn't the, the Falcons did that a couple years ago? They made their concessions super affordable for everybody and mm -hmm. they ended up making more money on it. Because people would go back and buy another beer and another beer and another hot dog and another hot dog. And so they ended up making more money as the year went through. Smart. It's smart. It's it's a really good idea. At one, Padres. One of my nieces is doing a, she, her boyfriend's a really, really good golfer. And they're doing a master's party on Saturday up in the Bay Area. I'm actually flying up there tomorrow. And, um, and she's wearing like her golf skirt, master's little polo and they're doing all the food from that board that's on the course like they're all oh, that's awesome yeah it's super fun Be, uh, before we switch to padres uh got a long time ago i hosted a golf show on um one of the ams for uh clear channel and it was on tuesday nights and saturday mornings for an hour and it was sponsored by saquon um, and Sully, who I do the big biz show, would uh, jump on with me once in a while. But I had David Faraday on hmm. uh, a couple of times. And Faraday was great. And this is when he was still with CBS. And I said, you know, David, what's it like during the, uh, you know, during the nighttime and stuff? Do you guys, and he goes, and you know, what, what goes on? He says, well, all of us stay in a couple giant houses that are right next to each other. Yeah, and, and he said every single night is a freaking animal house blowout. Except um, for Jim Nance. Except for Jim Nance. Nance yeah. just disappears, and then he appears at the course, and that's it. But Faldo, Faraday, all of them, all of them just blow it up every single night that they're there. Dude, I just saw a Faraday story where he was talking about uh, one of the years he was covering the Masters and he was doing um, walking the course for him. And I can't remember who was on the call. I think it was Nance and Faldo. I think it, at that point it was. But at one point, they went down to the course to talk to Faraday and he was in the Porta John <laughs> taking a leak. And so he just turned on his mic and went as if he was actually on the course. He was like, Yeah, Tiger's got a long left to right putt here. And it's going to be. A and he said you could totally hear him taking a piss in the background. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it, it just think how much fun oh, yeah. that's got to be to be a part of that crew. And I, I, I will say Trevor Immelman is good as the lead analyst, but Nick Faldo to me was the – Ken Venturi first and then Nick Faldo, those are the two gold standards for CBS's golf coverage. But they are just so much better – 
than NBC or yes. ABC or ESPN. Light years. Didn't, uh, Summerall do the Masters way back when? Summerall used to do it as well. Yeah, before Nance slid into that uh, position. And they will still use his, Pat Summerall's intro. Yeah. Uh, as the they come on the air. But Allison, I think that's a great idea for a party. That And, and I'm going to steal that idea uh, <laughs> next year. Because all the stuff yeah, is super easy to make. You know? Hopefully it's a better menu next year, not not what Tiger did and not what Scotty did. Fajitas. <laughs> Fajitas and sushi. What goes together better? That's like Kendall's two favorite meals. Oh, no. That sounds terrible. Okay. Uh, did, have you guys seen the names? Costa, I know you know all these, but Allie, do you know the names of all the holes at Augusta? Uh, no. I mean, I probably do, like, I at the end of the weekend, you know, every year, and then I probably right. forget. I just I read them again this morning and I can't get over how sexual some of them are. And maybe that's just my brain. But the hole number two, the pink dogwood. Pink dogwood. Sounds like a sounds like yeah. a Swedish sex position. Right, right, number right. Number right. three, well, the, the dogwood trees that they have, that's why. Right. How about number three, the the flowering peach? <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Firethorn. The <laughs> flowering like crab apple. Flowering crab apple, golden bell, um, azalea. Now, let me think of some others that I know. Juniper. Um, juniper. Is there oh, a the... pine? Yeah, I think there's a fir also. A fir and a pine and a. Well, it's yeah. all the plants that they have there. The yeah. Allie, let your freak flag fly. They're all gross, perverted names. Come on. Well, they want. Whatever. They wanted it. They wanted to name one whole vagina. So <laughs> <laughs> now we can't do that on TV. Flowering peach. No. Doesn't it photograph though? The video, all of it is so gorgeous. I mean, it's really stunning to watch. I feel like it's just. Beautiful. Oh yeah. Do you remember the first time you got an HD television? There's... Because yeah. I do. Oh it my was... god. It, it was the week of the Masters because my dad was like, we're not watching. If other people have HD to watch the Masters, we're getting a fucking HD television and we're watching the Masters on it. That's funny. My, my brother-in-law, my future brother-in-law, uh, was the first one I knew to get an HD TV. And so he let me go down to his condo in PB and watch on a Saturday. And it was just, oh my God, wait a second. This is, and now in just regular HD, now you're looking at going, eh, the 4K, the 5K, um, yeah. stuff like that. There's two things that they have found out that the Masters is responsible for every spring. Number one, an uptick in gardening equipment sales. Mm. Uh, and the, oh, three, vasectomies, <laughs> uh, the Wednesday before the Masters. And, Mar and March Madness, the Wednesday. Yeah. March Madness. Madness, too. And then also golf lessons and an uptick in golf equipment sales mm -hmm. because of the uh, because of the Masters. Okay. Um, the vasectomy thing cracks me up every year. So great. And one year when I'm at that point, that this is going to be the week that I do it because, like, just chilling with a bag of peas all day on your junk and watching golf for Why four not? straight days. Bring it on. Costa, are you vasectomatized? No, but I'll just sit. I'll just sit with my balls on frozen peas for the hell. Of it. <laughs> oh, no, it's called Tuesday in my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right now. 
Uh, speaking of right now, are the Padres playing? Yeah, 4-4. Four, four. Oh, okay. Jake Cronenworth hit a blast a couple innings ago to tie it up. Also, nice Matt job. Carpenter with, like, the sexiest mustache of all time. He hit a big home run earlier. Three-run home run, yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Snell looks good. No, he doesn't. He, oh, You know what? He looks okay. He just can't stay in long enough because he throws too many too many balls. He just throws too many pitches. It's just a, a disaster. He's got to do – they've got to do something about that pitch count for him. Well, guess who's on the mound for the Braves right now? Who? Good old Kirby Yates. Did you guys? Oh, see, really? Did you guys see Fernando's uh, home run last night at? El- yeah. And he's then got he, every bit of swagger that he's ever had. It, oh, he did. He did his little shuffle dance at third. I mean, he crushed it. But you guys also heard about the pitcher, right? Cade McClure. Cade, Cade McClure, who no one's ever heard of, a little <laughs> bit whiny. <laughs> I just cannot get over that he. Okay. He's not wrong Peter, though. Peter hit a home run on his suspension during whatever he said. It was so dumb. Then he woke up to like seven thousand comments. Yeah, Costa, did you see this? No. What did he say? Okay, here oh. I'll read the tweet to you. Oh wow. Uh, so Cade McClure, after the game, Darnay Trip actually, our buddy from NBC, put out the video of Fernando's home run. And then Cade okay. McClurk quote tweeted it, and now I'm not finding it. But he essentially said, because uh, Darnay said something like, Cade McClure is going to tell his grandkids one day that Fernando Tatis Jr. smoked a bomb off of him in AAA. And then Cade McClurk <laughs> quoted it and said, yeah, a cheater smoked a bomb during his suspension from the MLB during minor league play or something like that. And Padres Twitter lost their mind. It's just Padres Twitter, though. There were people who weren't even Padres fans who went went to bat for him i felt happy for fernando because people really came to bat like they were mad and first of all this guy's like what is he 28 years old yeah you know it, it he just now got to triple a i think he played triple a last year too for a little bit and then and now he's with the giants the giants triple a hello barry bonds like i mean what the heck is he talking about okay I'm here here's the tweet so Darnay Tripp said Cade McClure will be telling people for years about the time he gave up an absolute nuke to Fernando Tatis Jr. Cade McClure then quote tweeted it and said, cheater hits home run on rehab assignment during steroid suspension. <laughs> and by the way, this is the tip of the iceberg for, for Fernando. Once he gets back to the major leagues, he is going to get booed like crazy everywhere he goes except San Diego. Good. He deserves it. Wow. Yes. No, I, mm. Sorry. I would say that about any player. Uh, I loved it when they used to boo Barry Bonds or, you know, uh, guys like that. No, he's Fernando Tatis Jr. If he does not put up incredible numbers this year, um, I, I'm not going to give him an inch. He better come through for this this baseball team because he, he's he's fucked up with this baseball team. So he needs he needs to show the fans and he needs to to make good on his promise and his talent. In my I love mind. it when you go dad mode. Well, you know, I, just, I'm, you know, I'm more upset with him for the for the motorcycle stuff. Oh yeah, steroid. I mean, if like, okay, do I think it was a cream for for inchworm or whatever? Ringworm. Ringworm. <laughs> ringworm. I'm inchworm. <laughs> ringworm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not that. Hold nice. on one second. I don't think it yeah. was inchworm cream. I'm ringworm cream. <laughs> 
little way down. Hey, have you ever seen an inch? An inch is huge, okay? <laughs> an inch is like this. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Allison. Sorry, go. You got the floor. <laughs> anyway, I don't think it was. I don't, <laughs> sorry. I don't think it was a steroid cream that, you know, whatever. But I don't think shooting himself up with a syringe full of steroids either. I think he put something, a little cream on to help a little healing come a little faster because he wanted to get back with his team. I honestly also, I don't think maybe he even knew it had a banned substance in it. I think some doctor in the Dominican Republic just said, oh, here, do this. And he didn't get it checked or run past anybody with the Padres. And he just put it on. He's been tested hundreds of times previous to that and never, never was dinged. I think it was a one-off. I'm more upset about the reckless motorcycle riding than I am about cream. So yeah, yeah, I was just upset he got caught with steroids. I mean, I hope he's still taking steroids and just oh figures my. out a way to cover it up. I hope all well, the Padres are. The thing oh. is, hey, stop. The thing is, um, like like Tony Gwynn, sparkling, clear as glass, clean, uh, brand name man throughout his whole career no blemish on his and fernando tatis jr is such an incredible freaking talent oh you okay yeah sorry um that if he goes on to greatness it sucks that this is going to always be attached to him yeah because i do age is in his favor right he has a lot of years to make up for it and people do have short memories now i think shorter memories than we used to have but for the at least the first few years when he gets back, and it will follow him throughout his whole career. You're right, Costa. But for the first few years, every time he's in Dodger Stadium, every time he's in New York, anywhere, he is yeah, going to get yeah. booed like crazy. There's going to be more so. of those pill bottles thrown on the field. It's going to be a tough, tough acclimation for him. Some some places will be worse than others, don't you think? I mean, Dodgers will be terrible. I think some, some places will be worse than others. But... Um, or maybe everywhere in the beginning. I think it'll wear off after a while. In 10 years from now, are people still booing? I'm very, I'm very confident, that though, that Padre fans are welcoming him with open arms. Like, I'm sure there's the few like Costa who are curmudgeonly old men who uh, will never forgive or forget. But I think the majority of Padre no. fans are ready to welcome him back with open arms. I will never forget. I will absolutely forgive him if, in fact, he delivers a season like no other, like we've been waiting for uh, from him. And if he is the main catalyst to get the Padres back to the World Series and win it, then he'll, yeah, absolutely I'll forgive him. Everyone makes mistakes, everyone gets second chances. But I just hate the fact that, you know, when we speak in terms of Fernando Tatis Jr. from now on, another team like the Dodgers or Dodger fan base is going to be like, oh, yeah, steroids? And I, mm. I just hate that shit. I just like when it's Rainbow. perfectly clean. Yeah, that type of thing. So, all right. Uh, we'll, make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Fletch Sports. He's at the oh, Lewis Costa. Allie's Z at Allie Rat Seven. Xander just scored. Yes, he did. Nice. Five four Padres. Five four. Eat it, Kirby Yates. Let's go, Padres. Good. Eat, Eat it. it. The Eat Braves. It. Are all right, everybody. The, the, Bra the Braves are five and one going into this, so we really need to. It'd be tough, so I hope we get some wins. Oh, absolutely! Big, it'd be great. If they could get at least two uh, against the. 
against the Braves. All right, Bam Slam fam, that is going to do it. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. We love you. And last but not least, you brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces, what you do, what you've done for us. Bam Slam fam, we love you. Oh, they're about to score more. Oh, I should probably end the broadcast. Nice work, guys. <laughs> See ya. And worms. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.